Diana, and I love printing and design, typography and branding, books and publishing. I've traveled the world learning about trends to share with my students and with my readers. But I haven't forgotten where I started, writing papers about paper on paper. And now, I've created a podcast to share what I know with you. So, let's talk paper scissors. episode, we met Catherine, who shared the unique process she uses to paint, the way she manages her time to pursue both artistic projects and graphic design work, and the great story of how she came to work for Rod Stewart on a project. She also discussed how important determination is to be able to do the work that speaks to you, and today's guest agrees. What's interesting about that is If you look at the world laying down, it looks very different than when you look at it sitting up. I had to learn how to compensate for that. We can just like donate it or do whatever. Why would you want to build a couch? But I was very determined. So I I borrowed a jigsaw from my neighbor and then I built a couch. (laughs) Allow me to officially introduce you to today's final guest, Babette the Builder. Babette is a self-taught furniture builder, designer, and DIYer with a strong design aesthetic, experimenting her way through woodworking and power tools. Making sure that her followers don't make the same mistakes as she does, she shares her failures and success stories while continuously learning from the wealth of experience the Instagram community has to offer. Her goal is to show people that you do not need to be an expert to make beautiful things and that you can do more than you think you can if you just start. In our conversation, Babette and I discuss how she fell into woodworking by accident, the way resourcefulness is an important skill in creative work, and her belief that sometimes formal education and training actually dampens creativity. So I'm Babette, or Babette the Builder, uh, uh, on, on Instagram mainly, and I live in Germany, although I'm actually I'm Dutch from the Netherlands, uh, lived here for quite some years already. Um, I'm a working mom, I have two kids, and in my free time I like to build furniture and other things uh, from wood mainly. What else would you like to know? <laughs> That's perfect. And I'm really curious, how did you get into woodworking? Kind of what about woodworking really excites you? Well, I got into woodworking actually as a coincidence, because if you would have told me like two years ago that I would have an Instagram account where I built stuff with wood, I I would never have believed you because I didn't even own any tools. Um, But there was, I have this little garden house in my garden and the, the roof needed repairing and there was a lockdown, so we were at home anyway. So I was like, okay, let's buy some wood. And I didn't measure properly. And that was a hard learned lesson because I bought all the wood and then it was not the right size. So we had to buy it again. And actually, that was just standing around there. Like it was bulky and big. And I was really like, I need to get rid of it or do something with it. And at one point I thought, why don't I build a couch? <laughs> and my husband was very skeptical. He was like, why (laughs) we can just like donate it or do whatever why would you want to build a couch but i was very determined so i uh 
I borrowed a jigsaw from my neighbor and then I built a couch <laughs> and um, I just noticed that I really enjoyed doing it. It was like, I think maybe when you, I, I have, a, I usually have, do very different work. So I work uh, all day at a desk and for me, it was, I think, a way to focus on something completely different that was um, far away from what I do and far away from chaotic kids and stress at work. It was very relaxing. So then I thought, but I actually also need a table, so then I built a table as well. And I, uh, I got the hook of it. That's incredible. And I love that this is kind of something you completely fell into. And I love that your first yeah. project was a couch. <laughs> so it feels so ambitious to me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think that through at that point. <laughs> I was more like I needed a, a lounge couch for my for the terrace already for a long time. So I, I, I didn't really think about it. I just did it because I also didn't have anything to lose. It was more like an experiment. Um, but it didn't turn out too bad. Amazing. I love that. And I also <laughs> love the fact that you use kind of uh, your material. So this series is all about artists. And I truly believe what you do is is artistry. And I love that you use wood as your material to design and create these beautiful finished pieces. So how would you describe your artistic style? I would maybe rather call it maybe geometrical a little bit. I love clean lines and angles, slightly Bauhaus inspired. Um, yeah, that's how I would describe my style. It's, uh, yes, clean, clean and angular. <laughs> clean and angular. That's a great description. And how, what, what did your creative process look like? So uh, obviously you've kind of become hooked on woodworking mm. and this is something that is a passion of yours and that you do as, as stress relief and to get away from, from the busyness and, and kind of of every day. But mm. what does that creative process look like for you from the time when maybe you have materials in hand or you're thinking about a project that you would like to do? Can you walk us through that process? Maybe my process a little bit different than most woodworkers because maybe just as I stumbled into making a, making a couch I am quite spontaneous with my project so something pops up in my head and I'm not someone who sits down and then draw my design and then like take all the measurements and see what the angles are I usually just start and then while I'm working on something it kind of takes shape so it's just like, it's like a project I start based on an idea, sometimes a fake idea <laughs> I have in my head. And then while I'm working also based, of course, on, on uh, the materials and, and, and the, the shapes that come into existence, it takes shape. Uh, the problem is, is very often though, that it takes a lot more time than I anticipate. <laughs> so then just like often, like one project is stretched over a long period of time, but, but that's all right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a process. And do you have any favorite tools that you like to use? What are your what are your go-to tools? I love using my table saw. Uh, this was weirdly enough one of the first tools I bought. <laughs> and I, I know um, I, I know many people tell me, oh my God, you got like a like a table saw that's like probably the scariest tool there is or challenging to work with. And I realized that. I respect it a lot and I'm always very, very focused when using it, but 
it was one of the first ones I got, so I used it for practically everything. For every little saw job, I used uh, my table saw. But it's also so versatile because you can really cut so many different shapes very well with it. Um, different corners, you can really adjust the, the, um, the degrees of the, of the angles very well. So I, um, I really like using that. Amazing. Yeah. I was going to say my, my husband is a bit of a woodworker. Mm -hmm. I, I have this much experience using, uh, using, um, kind of, or doing woodworking projects. Mm -hmm. But I remember uh, when I was very, very pregnant, my husband, uh, we were putting up crown molding in our house and there were no free rides. I was using the table saw. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, yeah, it was quite, uh, it's a memory of mine for sure. Did you like it? uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've I've also done a few um, a few additional kind of projects with a friend of mine who does some printmaking on wood, and so cutting up some of those projects and and it's it's kind of a different. I mean, we're not assembling anything. It's almost like the the final piece is just a flat piece of wood with with uh, print on top of it. But it, yeah, it's it's always exciting using using big tools. I mean, who doesn't feel empowered using a big. <laughs> scary tool in front of you so no I haven't, I haven't thought about it like that but yeah I guess I guess you have a point there you can kind of make anything it's anything is possible with this the materials true. and the tool that is also I think what I what I like very much because the possibilities are endless especially also I think now that I've gained a little bit of experience I can also think like you have certain spaces in your home or certain things you would like to have but you cannot find it and you can think something up and just start. And also, I guess the realization that without any experience, you can still like create a lot. Um, I think that's great and motivating. I mean, you'll learn by doing. And uh, and I think that's that's a way that many of us learn is just by kind of diving into it. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's for me in this world of podcasting, that's kind of how I approach it is you just kind of dive yes. in and see what happens and you just go yeah. for it. And Just and dive kind of- in and... Uh, let it run by itself. Yeah. And there's some neat outcomes that maybe you wouldn't have if you had a more kind of structured or, or Absolutely. Um, kind of academic approach to it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think there are also probably certain projects I would not have undertaken if I would have realized in advance what I had gotten myself into. Somehow it still works out always in the end. And do you have any of those favorite kind of woodworking projects to take on? Like, do you have you built another couch since, or <laughs> what type of of woodworking projects do you like? Um, yes, I have actually built three couches since because I like after I built, I made my first one uh, after a year or so. I decided that it was useful for the time that I had it, but I could do it better now. <laughs> so I I made a new one, and I uh, recently got. Uh, uh, disassembled the old one, the first one that I made. It did hurt a little bit. Um, but I do not specifically have a certain type of project that I like a lot. I like big projects, so I like tables and couches and things like that. But um, for me, it's really also the process to make it and to work on, on something like that and to uh, see results out of something that you make with your own hands than saying, I really specifically like making this kind of uh, stuff. It's, it's very varied. Right. So you like kind of the the end result or the process versus a specific type of project. Exactly. And what work are you most proud of 
my dining table. I um, built a huge dining table in in, um, in my living room. It's actually a converted bar door, barn door. <laughs> and um, I made a pattern on it with, with like tiny pieces of thin plywood in different colors. And it was... Um, also a very spontaneous design, which I would never have thought would turn out like this. It was a lot of work. <laughs> I think months and months of sanding plywood diamonds. Um, and then I finished it with epoxy, like a lot of epoxy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a table like this <laughs> before. And it's, um, I think I learned so much by doing it. There was like so many different techniques and materials and things that I used that I've never done before. But even though I had no experience with all of that, the result is still uh, turned out really well. And I sit on it every day. So, <laughs> so that's the nice part about it. You really, it's, it's really a very useful project that you really, uh, yeah, that I really enjoy sitting on every day. So that's awesome. And I think that's another neat thing about, about the medium that you work in is that these are really practical pieces that you can use and you can live in and you can, they, they wear with time and they kind of change over time um, and not to take anything away from a piece of art that sits on a wall, but it's, it's a whole different experience when you are sitting on your art. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I use, I work in home office most of the time and, and I do have an, an office room, but I just like to sit at the dining table. So I actually really sit there every day. I sit there right now. And uh, and it's really it, yeah I really enjoy it I think it, it it really adds value to a piece of furniture knowing that you made it yourself. I agree I agree. So what does the future look like for Babette the Builder and and kind of what would your ideal world look like in in a few years time? I find that a very difficult question <laughs> because honestly I I started woodworking last year and a year ago I never could have imagined that I am there where I am now, that I am actually, I have a workshop with a lot of tools and I um, build actual furniture that I use. And I th many people ask like, wow, do you want to like build furniture for a living or take commissions? Um, that is not the direction I would think of going because one, I think I like to make projects that I like to make, that I can think up and start making and, and do for my for myself instead of like executing someone else's plans. Um, so that for one. But for the rest, I like to continue what I'm doing and see this as a lovely hobby. Um, and honestly, as I said earlier, a year ago, I never would have thought I would be here where I am right now. So honestly, I don't have any specific idea as to where Bobette the Builder could be in the next 10 years. Absolutely. And, I, and yeah, and I don't think, I, I think things are always changing. And I love the fact that your kind of your process is so spontaneous and you just kind of think about a project and you just go for it and and it's not about um it's not about monetizing your hobby it's just about kind of creating these pieces and be having creative freedom and expression which I can completely mm -hmm. relate to yeah so, absolutely that's fantastic thank you so much Babette for your time and your uh your kind of contribution to our series all about uh incredible female artists and I wish you all the best of luck thank you so much
Thank you, Diana, for your time and allowing me to, uh, to participate in this great series. Among many insights gained, Babette reminds us about the spontaneity of her creative process and the joy she finds in the unplanned approach to her work. Closing the loop and bringing this series full circle, spontaneity connects Babette with me. Looping back to the very first episode in the series, episode 77, Intersection Primer. Maybe my process is a little bit different than most woodworkers because maybe just as I stumbled into making a, making a couch, I am quite spontaneous with my project. So something pops up in my head and I'm not someone who sits down and then draw my design and then like take all the measurements and see what the angles are. I usually just start. And that's the part I love most when it comes to this podcast. Spontaneously taking an idea and running with it to create audio that is inherently interesting to me and hopefully to others too in a given moment. Hmm, that feels like such a long time ago. But here's the thing. While reaching out to artists in this series really stayed true to my typical spontaneous creative process, everything else was a new experience for me. Over the last six months, this process of creating this series intersection has involved collection of 17 interviews with diverse female artists spanning five countries, dissection of these episodes to uncover their unique differences and universal commonalities, reflection about how to fit this giant puzzle of a series together in a meaningful way, finding connection between the artists as I settled on my creative constraint of linking one to the next, to the next, to the next. And ultimately, intersection of the 17 artists sharing their stories as well as sharing the stories between the stories. One of my favorite truisms that I feel deeply and often is curiosity plus constraint equals creativity. This podcast series was a perfect realization of this idea. Curiosity drew me into each new conversation with a genuine desire to understand these artists and their creative processes. Constraint challenged me to listen below the surface level, peel back the conversations, and visually map out each intersection. 